Hi, Heather. It's Claire. I praise and thank God for allowing me the opportunity to work with you in coaching. Although I'd never met you before our coaching calls, I already felt I knew and could trust you because you walked the road I'd been walking. You spoke from experience and were at a place beyond me in your journey that would allow you to speak wisdom, truth, and love from your experiences and the work the Lord had done in and through your life. You are a trustworthy, safe place to talk with openly, and I knew I could trust you with the things I've been so deeply ashamed of. The Lord graciously, lovingly, kindly brought much healing and growth, and in His goodness used you to walk alongside me in the process, helping to rework my thinking, to live and walk in the grace and truth of the gospel in accordance with the Lord's definition of beauty. He used you mightily to bring about a deeper understanding of myself, my desperate need for the gospel, and a greater love and gratitude for the beautiful Savior, Jesus Christ. Although I'm not without struggle, I now have a lighter spirit filled with tremendous joy and freedom. I pray the Lord uses the time and coaching to help me reflect even more the light and beauty of the Lord. I pray He would continue using you to encourage, exhort, love, and speak truth into the lives of many others as you did for me. Hey, thanks, Claire, for that wonderful testimony. It's been so amazing to see how God has worked in your life. If you are interested in coaching, friends, sign up now. You don't have to wait till after the holidays. I know that voice in your head is saying, oh, you'll take care of this in January because friends, let's be real. We have that dieter mentality where I'll start in January is just our default, (laughs) right? I do. But you don't have to wait if you don't want to jump in. Let's get a couple sessions in in December. Let's get you thinking differently about food and your body before you miss another holiday season stressing over food in your body. So drop me a note, Heather at ComparedToWho.me or go to the website. You can set up a free 10-minute call. Let's get a couple sessions in. Let's get you on the path to freedom. And then, yeah, we can do more in January when you're less busy. But why not start now? Today, I finished a two-part interview with my friend Erin Davis. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's part of the Revive Our Hearts ministry team, and she wrote a brand new book on feasting and fasting. Last episode, we talked all about fasting. Today, we focus more on the feasting side. Oh, you guys, this conversation gets really good, so I think you're going to enjoy it. Here's today's show. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. And the one interesting thing that we kind of uncovered with the Daniel fast is if you read your Bible, they were fatter in appearance Mm. at the end of their fast, which was a miracle. Yeah. Right. Because back then that was how you looked like you belonged in the palace is if you Mm. had that, 
healthy, full look to you. The skinny people, yeah. they were, they didn't have enough they money for food, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I love, I love that reminder of, um, you know, it's, it's really about prayer. It's about seeking the Lord. It is. It's, I can it's, affirm that actually I didn't lose weight on either of my 40 day fast, which mm-hmm. how is that true? Uh, yeah. Part of it is just the way I metabolize food. Uh, but part of it is the Lord somehow supernaturally made it about him. It, it, yeah. I wasn't thin at the end of those 40 days. And by all accounts, I should have been. But God made it not about that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think someone maybe needed to hear that because mm. <laughs> it, the, our sin nature is real. And oh, if she can right. do it for 40 days, I can do it for 40 days. You heard Aaron yep. say it. <laughs> it was not a diet. So it wasn't. Well, let's talk about feasting. Because those of us from a dieting mentality, eating disorder history, feasting feels uncomfortable too. Like that's only something you do after the kids go to bed. If your Mm. husband's at work late with, you know, all the things that you're quote unquote, not supposed to eat, but that's not what feasting is. Is it Aaron? No, no, that's using food to cope with something that really only your savior can help you cope with. And, um, we've all experienced that and it looks different in all of our lives. It could be secret eating. It could be overeating. Uh, it could be trying to hyper control your eating, but that it's idolatry, no matter how you slice it. So we've probably already stepped on some toes. Let's just call it as we see it. And that's when we're looking to food. I would even, even coffee. I mean, I think the cultural conversation about coffee mm-hmm. is so fascinating because we talk about it as I need it. I can't get through the day without it. Uh, I can't parent these kids without it. There's all these interesting creative memes. Well, actually we're exposing an idolatrous heart right. towards something that is beans and water, right? <laughs> so uh, we got to The Lord cares about the heart. But I do understand the resistance to seeing feasting as how can that possibly be God's best for us? We've attached a ton of shame to that. I talk about the book and this experience in my family. It'll happen again here when Thanksgiving comes around the bend, uh, which is that we will feast. My family is full of women who can cook and we will enjoy it. All the favorites will be there and we'll have that meal. Oh man, thank you, Lord. This is so good. And almost immediately. The men will mosey in to watch football and the women will start speaking the language of regret Mm -hmm. and we'll make these kind of sideways jokes about how we took the calories out of the pie as we're eating the pie and how we're, we are going to start again in the new year. And we're just speaking shame language. Let me reframe it for us, which is that feasting is God's idea. I've already said it, but old Testament, new Testament, all over the Bible, we see God inviting his people to feast. Why? Was it just so that they could pig out and feel that overfull feeling? No, it's to show us something about his character. In John 10, 10, Jesus was talking about our enemy, Satan, which man, does he have a heyday with food? He does. Mm -hmm. And he was saying he comes to kill and destroy, but I come that they might have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly, depending on your translation. Jesus came to give us some all new way of living and thinking where we see God has given us such abundance. Let's think about that for a minute. He has saved us from our sin and the death that we deserve. He's given us the Holy Spirit living within us, helping us operate in new ways, giving us his word, which is a feast unto itself. He's given us the hope of heaven. He's given us the promise that he's going to come back for us. That's just the tip of the iceberg. He's given us the church that we might be a part of a body of other believers that can equip us and and live out the great commission with us. He's taken our hearts of stone and turns them to hearts of flesh. I'm just getting started. I could go on and on and on. That's abundance. 
And when we sit down to an abundant table full of abundant gifts, Romans one tells us the invisible nature of God is visible in what he's made. One thing we can do is go, I serve a God of abundance, not scarcity. He's given me all of this. I'm overwhelmed by this every year at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm. Two holidays that in theory are meant to turn our hearts toward the Lord. And yet, what does he give us? He gives us beautifully roasted turkeys and perfectly heat mashed potatoes and Mm. pies with real whipped cream and then Christmas dinner and and all of the gifts and the family and the warm feelings. In, In a season when we're supposed to be thanking him, he just pours out his blessings on us. The book of Hebrews tells us he lavishes it on us. So I think feasting is supposed to be this rhythm. It's supposed to be a rhythm. We can't feast all the time. That's not God's intent, but it's supposed to be this rhythm where sometimes we look at physically what we have and go, Oh, he is so, so, so good. And so it's a heart check. And if you can sit down at a feasting table, whether that's you know, a cup of coffee with a friend that's just a source of delight or actually these big feasting meals we're talking about. And you can turn your heart towards gratitude. I think that you'll recognize God's intent. Actually, gratitude does all kinds of amazing things in our brains at a neurochemical level. Yeah. And so if you can eat even that ham sandwich for lunch with a heart of gratitude, I think Mm -hmm. you are understanding the spirit of feasting as God intended it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I agree. I wrote about that in the burden of better gratitude mm. does amazing things for us. Well, nice. I, did you, did you watch the way down? Did you watch that? Uh, I didn't that train wreck. Oh, you need to watch that train wreck. But it's interesting um, about that. that? Gwen Shamblin. Okay. I'm familiar with the ministry and message. Yes. Yes. So, but you know, towards the end, things got really wacky Yeah. and the episode that they just released a couple months ago, they, they released, I guess, four or five last year. And then they released one new one because mm. more people had come out since the documentary came out to kind of tell okay. their story. But in that episode, it's, it's B-roll Aaron is what it is, but it's mm. B-roll with the audio on and you hear her with another woman demonstrating to, it looked like, you know, it could have in the church body, but you know, it's at the front of the sanctuary and you hear her say, and that's how you make it through Thanksgiving dinner without eating. And, that, and I, I just watched heart. a couple months ago and it, I was like, wow, like how tragic. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's the extreme, right? Yeah. But I do think there's messages all around us, e- even unfortunately from, from some Christian sources, For sure. like, oh, there, there's the shame, like you mentioned, but the like, oh, well, here's how, here's how you can do the feast and mm. still, I'm going to just phrase it this way and still protect your body size <laughs> or, you know, safeguard your, you know, your look. So people will still love you. And mm. that's not what it's about at no. all. It's tragic. And so I, yeah. I really appreciate how you are bringing to light the feasting's okay. Mm. Yeah. Not, not all the time. Like that's not, no one's making that case. Right. <laughs> I think the bigger, the harder case to make is that it's okay at Thanksgiving, think- which is a couple weeks away and at Christmas, yeah. which is a couple weeks after that. I yeah. mean, we feel the guilt and shame of, Oh, I just had Thanksgiving. Maybe I should be. We're already feeling it. Right? We are pre attaching shame to ourselves. Yeah. And I said, that hurts my heart. When you mentioned that quote, I think it grieves the heart of God. Cause he, he, I think he wants us to lay those things aside. 
and enjoy him and enjoy others and enjoy food. And um, shame's such an enemy of that. I was teaching a group of women several years ago. You know, I don't know. I was in a church like the one you just described. And I was teaching on sin. And I asked the women to write down their greatest areas of sin. And I didn't read those cards until I was back in my hotel. Two, over and over, the two things I heard most often, food and mm-hmm. disorganization. Hmm. And so these women, they, they, it's tragic because they didn't understand what sin was. Right. Uh, Right. Sin is about things that violate God's perfect law and violate his perfect holiness. And to some degree, I understand food being an area where we feel out of control. And I would not say that food is never an area of sin, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it is in the ways that we're thinking. These women think God's sitting on his throne in heaven. After he ascended, after he went to the cross mm-hmm. for our sin, and he's thinking, shame on you right. for what you ate and because you can't yeah. keep your house organized. Mm-hmm. And that is just yeah. tragic and not at all the God we see in scripture or the parameters he gives us in his word. Right, right. Well, I mean, all of diet culture, I think that's that's the term I use on the show a lot. Mm. All of diet culture is a separate religion right? Where, where holiness and righteousness are eating what you're supposed to eat, right? Sanctification is following the plan. I mean, I'm writing about this in my, my new book that's coming out in a year or so here it takes a while, um, but, it but it's, it, it, it is this religion. I mm-hmm. believe that is leading Christian women astray to a, a form of righteousness. It's <laughs> not anything like the form of righteousness that the Bible teaches us. It's, yep. It's food righteousness. It's anti-gospel. I mean, we're, right. I'm glad we're going for the jugular because we need to use the actual language of what it is. Mm-hmm. The gospel is grace alone through faith alone, period. Right. Because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, period. Right. And we can add any number of really good things to that. We could be grace alone through faith alone, plus reading my Bible every day. Mm-hmm. We could say grace alone through faith alone, plus managing my food. Grace alone through faith alone, plus the fact that my children grow up and are followers of Jesus or how I school my children or whatever. And it's grace alone through faith alone, period. And if you're attaching your righteousness before a holy God or your value to the God who made you or your value to the people of God to anything other than that, uh, we're back to idolatry and there, every alarm inside your heart should be wailing. Mm-hmm. Every alarm inside my heart is. Um, and it's such an easy, easy, easy thing to fall into. I just want to go out and like spread the word, like, hello ladies, there's help for you. I signed up because I was desperate. You know, I've gone the physical therapist route here, a pelvic floor specialist, but I'd been there with her for a year and there was no change in the sneeze and pee. I went to a doctor who had a device called an Emcella. It was a lot of money, way more money than your program. And there was no change, no improvement. So I'm like, there's gotta be a way. Why can't anyone figure out a way to strengthen these muscles? So I kept on looking at your website and I'm like, well, if I spent so much money on that stinking device that did nothing, what have I really got to lose with your program? It's been awesome. I, I'm, I'm so happy and relieved. I don't have to run home and change my underwear because <laughs> I've been sneezing and peeing. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So I'm 53 years old. I have a full-time job and I have a small business. I can do it. You can do it. 
Hey, you just heard Sharon tell you about the amazing results she's had using the Titan Your Tinkler program. Okay, kind of a silly name, but friends, they get you serious results. So if you're peeing while sneezing or laughing, going to the bathroom a zillion times a day and at night, check out their program. And right now, if you check it out this year, it's the lowest price it will ever be. Prices are going up in January and use the code Heather and you'll save an extra 50 bucks. So go to tightenyourtinkler.com and check it out. We talk about idolatry on this show a lot, so no one's going to be too scared at oh, <laughs> that word. <laughs> they might be like, oh no, here we go again. Mm. <laughs> no. Well, it's important. It's important <laughs> that we call it what it is. Amen. Okay. So tell us about the new book and then, and then the podcast too, because Mm. the podcast I think is a great introduction. If you're not ready to jump right into reading, you can listen to the podcast episodes first. So tell us about that, Erin. Oh, I'd love to. The book's name is Fasting and Feasting, 40 Devotions to Satisfy the Hungry Heart. And the inside scoop there is a couple of things. One is that I, in this era of my life, I really want to be reaching towards those women who don't know Christ. And what I know is a lot of them are in church. And so I want to grab them in a way that'll get them to the gospel. And so it was strategic and thinking every woman wants to understand her relationship with food. And so I kind of went for a, a lowest common denominator and thought if I can get them into the stream of reading what I write and then give them the gospel, I want to do that. The other thing is I just have this dream, this hope um, of what would it look like if God's people in 2022, that's when we're recording this and that's when the book released. Maybe you're listening to this 10 years later. That's great. But what would it look like in 2022 if the women of God began to fast and pray? And what I know is that it would be a cosmic shifting thing. I know that because we see in scripture that when God's people fast, really significant things change. Now that's not us manipulating God. Thank goodness we cannot. Fasting never twists God's arm. Oh, she fasted. So I think I'll do what she asked. No, no, that's not how it works. He changes us through fasting. But Heather, as we're recording this, midterm elections are tomorrow. Elections matter. Uh, Moral bankruptcy is just out there for everybody to see. And church attendance is on a steep decline. Those who claim Christ at one point and are now saying, I'm not that anymore, is on a steep incline. We know there are problems and there are problems that human solutions are not solving. We're trying them. We're trying government solutions. We're trying educational solutions. We're trying um, community solutions and they're not meeting the mark. But I do believe that if God's women would fast and pray, we'd see something significant. So I've long wanted to call the church to fast, but to be true to what I see in scripture, what I see in scripture is both fasting and feasting. So that became this little book. And uh, on the surface, this is a book about food, but below the surface, it's a book about our hearts and about the gospel and about the Lord and how he calls us to live. Not that it's not about food. It is. I don't, it, it alternates between the topics of fasting and feasting. I'm not asking women to fast today, feast today, fast today, feast today for 40 <laughs> days. That would be so unhealthy, but I'm saying, let's look at what Bibles, the Bible says about food as a lens to see what God has to say about lots of other things. So that's fasting and feasting. Awesome. And the podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have a podcast called The Deep Well, and that's my teaching podcast. And there's a season of The Deep Well. It drops in seasons uh, for those of us who like to binge all of podcast seasons at once. The whole season drops. And the newest season is Fasting and Feasting. So it takes that same approach, a day on fasting, a day on feasting, a day on fasting, a day on feasting. And I'd I'd say it's like dipping your toe into the water. You're not going to fully understand all the Bible says about this just from the podcast series, but I hope it whets your appetite, so to speak, um, to learn more on your own. And then I I do hope you embrace both of those rhythms. I hope um, you're able to fast and whatever that looks like for you and that God will enrich your prayer life that way. And I hope you're able to feast, meaning I hope you're able to just take food for what it is, which is a daily gift from a God who loves you very, very much. I love it. I love it. And I loved the podcast. I um, listen while I walk. Mm. And so I was, I started is Mark nine, the feast is a feasting. No, it's a fasting. One. It's a fasting. Yep. And, and I, I guess I got maybe 20 minutes into my walk and then I, I meet a friend. And so I had to stop. And I was, I told my friend, I'm like, I'm listening here, podcast. Take bud. Let's listen so, together. Well, she's talking about fasting, but we're in Mark nine. I mm. have no idea where she's going with this. <laughs> like I almost need to like, just keep listening so I can figure out how she's going to tie this yep. together. So uh, you've had me intrigued, <laughs> but well, that's the deep. Well, I'm always trying to get you to look at your Bible in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I want you to find the nooks and crannies of your Bible because the Bible tells us all scripture is God breathed and useful for instruction. So we tend to stay on those well-worn paths. So I'm always trying either topically or a, a passage you maybe never thought about before. That's always the goal. So I'm actually glad that that was your experience. It was awesome. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for being on the show today. Where can everyone connect with you? I know they can find the book, all the places and the podcast, all yep. the places, but where's the best place to connect with you? The book's everywhere. So that's good news. And my podcast is probably the best place to connect with me. It's called The Deep Well. Uh, It's, of course, already in your podcast app. You just have to search it up. And I'm not on social media much. The one place you can find me is Instagram. And it is The Deep Well with Aaron Davis is the handle there. So if you just put The Deep Well in your Instagram, you'll find me. You'll see pictures of my cute sons and of my little farm. And sometimes I'll talk about fasting and feasting. And sometimes I won't. It's just my real life out there for the world to see. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Aaron, thanks again for being on the show today. And thank you for what thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free.
Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com.